this my my personality and who I truly am, not who I'm trying to impress the world with, but who you mm. really, really are. Does that person really, really want to do what it takes to make it in this particular mm. industry? And I had to, to be honest with myself and be like, I wasn't, you know, because I think, you know, law is challenging. Um, because the way it actually went down is we're sitting in an economic history lecture, lecture and we were both really bored. It was like hour two or three, the lecture was boring. Um, and Adam searched up the podcast room. Like we just, we didn't even know if there was anything. We just joked about talking about exchange and he um, searched it up. And it was just one of those moments. We just looked at each other. He booked it. We left the class. We both got a Red Bull and we just started talking. And we released that first episode with no real intention. And it mm -hmm. did quite well. A lot of people said they enjoyed our conversation. So we're like, hey, why don't, why don't we bring in some guests and um, let, let's see how this thing goes. Facebook comments can be like vicious, man. So like I was always a bit awesome. hesitant and a bit uncertain whether to um, go ahead with um, writing these articles. Um, but then I just realized like it's all in your own head. Like it's all a matter of confidence. And if you think that your ideas are sound and justified and you think they're worth putting out there, then go ahead with it. Like I had those, I guess, doubts about whether I should put these things out. But then, yeah, I just realized like, What's the worst that could happen? As an intern, you have the mindset that you sort of have to know something's going in. and But in reality, yeah. I think it's just all about the mindset. You don't really need to know anything going in. You learn everything along the way. And I think that internship really taught me, like it really taught me the importance of continuous learning. Um, and even going in as a grad, there's a whole bunch of things to learn on the new role. And so learning and being curious is something I really resonated with. Um, is that Jiu-Jitsu teaches you how to be critically um self-reflective and being honest with yourself um because really failure is baked in a cake you it's guaranteed in like judo and Brazil, brazilian jiu-jitsu um and I'm, I'm talking about like this these like particular styles of sport jiu-jitsu yeah. um where during sparring you're gonna get dominated by someone um who's more skilled than you you get you're gonna, you're gonna get submitted over and over again because my journey i discovered social entrepreneurship which was the best of both worlds right it was my passion for social justice and also my passion for business combining into one kind of very convenient package. And I was like, cool. And I, and that, that really made me rethink the narrative about business that I kind of grew up with. And I imagine most of your audience would have grown up with is that business is bad. It's all about money um, to have social impact. You need to join a not-for-profit, um, not make the best salary, et cetera, et cetera. And I've realized now that that narrative is complete bullshit. Like one of my biggest mentors, Chamath Palahapitiya, I say mentor, but I've never met him. It's just someone I look up to. Um, but I think it's okay for people who are not, um, if they're not fully supportive of it at the beginning, because sometimes you have this big vision in your head about how it all connects and how it's going to fit into um, like the future, you know, direction of the university society space and all the events you're going to hold. And sometimes you don't have time to explain to someone like the whole like your whole plan and thought process behind what you want to yeah. do. You, like what you say is, um, I want to start a society and I'm going to create a society focused around this. And I guess when you tell people the idea, you just say that statement, people might interpret it um, differently. And also coming from you, Sid, where almost everyone gets a clerkship or an internship. Uh, it was really, it was a hard, hard, hard pill to swallow. Um, but I think that from that experience, I just kind of had to, 
take a step back and reassess um, what I wanted out of life. If, you know, like what what was I applying to these jobs for? Did I really want to practice law? Who did I, you know, was this part of my bigger picture? Um, and I think, you know, having those rejections for, for someone else, they could have been life crushing, you know, and I'm not going to lie and say, you know, didn't hurt my ego and that I wasn't, you know, bruised and a little uh, insecure after that. But I will say that it did allow me to, to think about myself in a different way and to get creative about what I really wanted out of life. And instead, what we should be asking is, I think it's this based on these reasons. And um, can you please confirm if my, my approach is correct? Um, because you're just passing the ball back to the senior and you're just asking to show you how they could have just easily done your work for you. The two that I've worked for, Cricket New South Wales, West Tigers, yeah. they're two very different organisations. So Cricket New South Wales, I'd say they're quite a flat organisation. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of positions that are casual, part-time, and then as you move up in terms of those high-level positions, they don't come up, they're not all too common. So they're quite a... Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, casual positions that they have within their organization at Cricket New South Wales. And then with West Tigers, they're a lot more different. So um, they're quite a lean organization. So and I think that that reflects a broader theme that we've um, seen throughout our podcast, which is it, it, it's the antithesis of this whole idea that we should kind of be checkboxing our resumes, doing two years here, two years here, two years here. A lot of our guests have been saying that to build something meaningful, you need to invest in the long run. It needs to be something you really want to do in the long run. And you need to be able to commit over a decade to really achieve some change, right? And the the way our brains are wired right now with our phones, getting that instant feedback all the time is towards instant gratification. And I think that's dangerous because we don't want to stay in things for a long period of time. What I'm really, really hoping happens is that the program grows big enough so that we can actually help those poor students learn how to code and then outsource their skills to, you know, here, Australia, the USA or Europe.